five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the Wisconsin DMA and the International Society for Strategic Marketing. Okay, let's start off with Tom Fishburn. Anyone else have a new idea they'd like to share? <laughs> That's a pretty stupid idea, John. I'm afraid I'll have to kill you. So maybe Tom, maybe Tom saw that one. <laughs> Ever feel that way in meetings? How about Zoom meetings? Let's go down in here. Intellectual bravery is a willingness to disagree, to challenge the status quo in a setting of social risk, which you could be embarrassed, marginalized, punished some way. When intellectual bravery disappears, the organizations develop patterns of willful blindness. I would say that's kind of society today, I have to say. Bureaucracy buries boldness. Efficiency crushes creativity. From there, the status quo calcifies and stagnation sets in. We aren't having a good conversation about where to go next. The responsibility for creating a culture of intellectual bravery lies in leadership. As a leader, you set the tone, create the vibe, define the prevailing norms. Whether or not your company has culture of intellectual bravery depends on your ability to establish a pattern of reward rather than punished vulnerability. Yeah, doesn't that make sense? Right? Reward success. <laughs> oh, yeah, anyway. So, you know, I always like Tom's comments down here. The idea of rewarding failure has sometimes been taken to extremes to justify anything goes. But a willingness to experiment does not mean working like some third-rate abstract painter who randomly throws paint at a canvas. Not that there's anything wrong with it. Without discipline, almost anything can be justified as an experiment. And this is the heart of direct marketing. What you don't understand is, is that we reward, we reward failure. Because every well-crafted test, one, one element fails and the other succeeds. So we build a culture of bravery and we encourage testing. And by testing, I don't mean, oh, let's try this, oh, let's try that. No. If you know anything about direct marketing, and I highly recommend Bob Stone's book if you want a college-level or graduate-level course on direct marketing. You might start with my book, which is 100 pages, and Bob loved it, as just a basic primer on it. Uh, it's an executive guide, let's call it. Let's not call it a book. But it is available on Amazon in paperback, which I really like, and uh, also in, in Kindle. But anyway, discipline-oriented cultures select experiments carefully on the basis of their potential learning value. They design them rigorously to, as, to yield as much information as possible relative to the cost. They establish a clear criteria at the outset for deciding whether to move forward, modify, or kill an idea. That is direct marketing. Bravo. Just bravo. Right. Being more disciplined about losing projects makes it less risky to try new things. You have to keep going. And the interesting part, and I've talked about this a bit, but direct mail, because we have 100% engagement, which we'll talk about a little later, because of that, we can build a label data set that no one else can. Not digital, not email, not mass media, not outdoor. 
But outdoor is a good picture of what's going on, what's not going on in social. People are driving by, and you don't know if they're paying attention or not. And you don't know who's driving by. Right? That's advertising. There's nothing wrong with it. You can still generate a lot of good stuff. But for experiment, mail is king. Mail is really the only option right now. I'm working on some other stuff, but mail is king. So if you're not doing mail, at least as a laboratory, then you're not encouraging bravery and you're not encouraging engagement. But here's the article I want to get to. Okay, direct mail. B2B's secret weapon in 2021. Great article, and one of the things I like is it's in the Atlanta Business Chronicle. Okay? It's in the Atlanta Business Chronicle, which means it's not just in your in some kind of marketing uh, magazine. Right? It's, it's not in a DMA. It's not in, you know, even WDMA, but we'll call attention to it. Okay? By Linda Bishop, president of Thought Transformation. And she's working with companies to align sales with tactical marketing. And I really like that term because uh, because most of marketing is tactical, right? The strategy is a bigger picture. There's some, but here's the story. Todd and Charlene sat in their company conference room at opposite ends of a wooden table, six feet apart and wearing masks. Todd was vice president of sales, Charlene vice president of marketing, and Todd says, we really need all the help we can get. Uh, we're not, ha- we're not, you know, we can't get any meetings. And I, I understand that entirely. And Charlene says, marketing's doing all we can do. Uh, and Brent is dumping out content like nobody's business. We really like it. And we're spending more on digital advertising. Todd says, what about direct mail? We used to mail something at least once a month. But when the pandemic shut everything down, we stopped. I always thought those mailings were effective. Our leads get more than 150 emails a day, uh, and then very few pieces of mail. Mail made us stand out and helped sales get meetings. I thought about that, Charlene said. There are many. There's some things direct mail does better than any other channel. I'm not in the office every day, but the first thing I do is go through my mail when I do come in. So let's work on this. And uh, so now I think we're talking to we're ta- now. Uh, Linda Bishop is talking. Direct mail has offers three distinct benefits over other marketing. Mail has physical presence. Okay, because it's seen and touched, it often works better. I would contend that if you applied the same metrics to mail that you do to email or digital or social, mail has 100% engagement in comparison. Because everybody has to touch it. Everybody has to look at it to decide whether to throw it in the trash. And better yet, more than 100% engagement, you engage the decision maker because not everybody in the business can throw the mail out. There might be a gatekeeper, but he or she is going to not throw it all out. There will be certain kinds of formats that don't get thrown out. And depending on who they're, who's working for whom, uh, oftentimes even the gatekeeper is not allowed to throw out mail. Okay. While they do screen email, they do screen even LinkedIn connections. I've been vetted by, by um, assistants, and, and they would confirm that I knew the, the CEO or the president by looking at our, in, our engagement on something like LinkedIn. Okay, most marketing emails are quickly scanned and deleted, while mail is often saved and reviewed multiple times. Again, 
multiple engagements from one piece. If you sell a complex product or service, comprehension is higher for paper. Buyers enjoy getting it when it is well-designed and relevant. Data, okay, so here's five problems or issues that you might want to know about. Data is out of date. Okay, data, remember, data is always historical, so data is always out of date. You can't help it. Right? And, you know, we used to sell imprinted merchandise. We had a catalog, and we would regularly call back our top buyers from the year before who hadn't bought again. And 80% or something, 75% or 80% of those people, when we called them, would say, well, I was in charge of the company picnic, so I needed shirts and hats and, you know, other stuff, and I bought them from you. But I'm not in charge of it this year, right? It was about 80% changed function, even if they didn't change title, okay? And so our piece was totally irrelevant, even though it had been totally relevant, right? So, so something to consider that you will not get. You can't just, you can't fix historical data. Things change. So don't assume you can. That's first point. Contacts are missing titles, okay? Now, this is another issue that we've dealt with in, in, real mailers have dealt with this for decades, okay? One option is to mail only to contacts with identifiable and appropriate titles. The problem is titles don't necessarily match job function. Depends on what you're up to. And with that, with that company that I'm talking about, what we found was after a couple of years of mailing to the same person, it worked, it actually worked better to take to mail to the company and change the title slug to something we were looking for like imprinted merchandise buyer you know or VP of marketing or try different ones right test them against each other the title slug can sometimes work better than the mailroom because the mailroom can look at a mailing piece and say oh that guy's not here anymore do you think the the job function is still there of course it is right we used to also mail the ship to differently than we would mail the bill to okay so in other words uh, the you know the billing address is usually the front office whereas the whereas the shipping dock is maybe on a different street or something and so when we when they would ask us to ship it to a different destination we felt like different people would handle the mailing piece and it might go accidentally to the right person they might actually look at the mailing piece and say who who should get this that's the kind of thing that mail can do that digital social all the rest doesn't do okay so if you mail to everyone or the last one is mail to everyone and I'm a big proponent of mail to everyone and here's why it says this is the downside of mailing to everyone. if you mail to everyone many people may not find the message relevant I read that again many people may not find the message relevant now the whole article above this point was talking about how you know you get 350 emails a day and most of them don't get read or you get 5,000 ad impressions a day just driving around and living life and you don't remember any of them okay here's here's the deal about advertising most messages are irrelevant <laughs> whoa whoa whoever admits that advertising is mostly irrelevant right 
you know, I had a little bit of a low tire on Saturday. I got it fixed. And now I'm thinking about tires. You know, the day before, I wasn't thinking about tires. So every tire ad would be irrelevant. Today, if I crossed one, which I don't remember doing, and maybe by just mentioning it in front of my smartphone, I'll have tire offers coming to me shortly. But whatever, I'm just saying, life happens. And most of what's relevant has to do with what's happening right now for you. And once you deal with it, you know, but I walked around my car this morning when I got to work and I thought, nope, that tire looks peachy. It doesn't look low at all. So maybe it's okay. We'll give it a, we'll keep looking. But tires are on my mind. So here's the thing about advertising. If you mail to everyone, or even if you segment precisely, even if you mail to previous buyers, many people, it's not may not, many people will not find the message relevant. It's like the life insurance salesman who said, should something happen? And a friend of mine said, wait, wait, no, that's wrong. And the life insurance salesman said, what do you mean? The guy said, it's not, you know, if something happens it's when something happens you're gonna die okay and your messages are gonna be irrelevant I have done mailings that got a hundred percent response rate to thousands of people not just a couple thousands okay I mailed five a segment of five thousand pieces and it got more than five thousand orders how's that possible well what what the client didn't know was most of those were, as it happened, it was for Cabela's, you know, and most of those were businesses. Most of those were outfitters, were lodges, were, you know, hunting lodges or something. And so many of them ordered two, three, four times off that one mailing piece. That more than made up the difference. Okay? But guess what? Out of that 5,000, there probably still were 4,000 or 3,000 that didn't find the message relevant, not at that moment. And that's the trick of advertising. Somebody might be looking. You know, if you're selling washing machines, I've only bought washing machines twice in my life. And I shouldn't have bought it the second time because my wife hates that new washing machine. I should have just fixed the Maytag and I didn't know that washing machines are easily fixed. And now I do fix them with my son-in-law and my daughter. And, uh, uh, I regret that decision probably until the day I die. But the point is, again, like the tires, is that I was only in the market for washing machines twice in my entire life. Should the washing machine people stop advertising? Because most of my life, I haven't gone looking for washing machines. I don't think so. Nope. I think some people are looking. And that's kind of how it works. And you have to maximize the efficiency by the testing. You have to maximize the message. So even though there's a certain number of people right now today looking for washing machines, some ads will have better reach. Some ads will have a better message. And that's where you got to be. I know today with the Internet, everybody thinks if you're on the right, if you're there at the right time, then everything's going to work. You're going to get the order. That's not at all true. That's not even close to true. You know that, right? You know that if you find 5,000 people who probably are interested, your message matters. And in fact, that's where 
we developed with Cabela's the big book. We showed them that they had business to business, and then they developed a massive expense, massively expensive. I think it was $10 per person compilation of all their different catalogs all in one book for the businesses. And we showed them they could mail it to twice as many, and, they, and that actually worked out too. Okay? So you're not going to get around that. Mail doesn't clearly communicate the problem you solve. Well, that's always, you know, didn't spend much time on that, but that get some help. You know, read Claude Hopkins. <laughs> the format is wrong. You know, a postcard works good for a lot of things, especially kind of an invite, but if it's, if it's more complex or if you want to get, you know, you might want to do 3D if you want to get to the CEO or the CFO. You might want to get to something that obviously looks more important than just, you know, just a, a junk mail. There's lots of format options. Mail is almost unlimited. And also make sure you tell the sales team about the mailing because they can contact the prospect before and they can contact the prospect after. Right? Gives them something to talk about. Maybe set a meeting. Maybe they didn't see it. Maybe it's still in their mailbox and they're not even, they haven't been to the office. Okay, so excellent, excellent article. And don't forget, this is not in this is not the DMA pounding their own drum when they don't even understand it. This is from Linda Bishop who knows what she's talking about. Right? So get with somebody that knows what they're talking about. Have a great day. Like and share. Your friends will know you're smart. Bye bye.